Hey guys, welcome back hey, to Game Changers Podcast. Uh, my name is Harsh. I'm your co-host, and with, today with me, I have Jaden DePeel with yes, our Trend Talk series. Another episode. Um, I know it's been a while since we did one of these, but yeah, looking forward to doing this one. Something that um, a topic that I'm really passionate about, um, and I'm sure Jaden is as well. And today we're talking about mental health. Um, you know, with the recent events with Naomi Osaka and in the French Open and um, Men's Mental Health Day coming up June 13th and Father's Day. And, you know, we're going to be talking about mental health, but more specifically, you know, men's mental health and our experiences that we've had. Um, so, yeah, let's get into it. Um, I'm really looking forward to this one. You know, being a life coach, it's like one of the topics that I think is a little bit, you know, closer to me that I really care about. Um, yeah, Jaden, what are your thoughts? I think it's something really important and I don't think that many people talk about it. Like it's, it's really hard to talk about it, especially mm -hmm. if you're like a dude, like, cause I, I don't know, like if I ever wanted to talk about it, I feel like it would be really hard to, and it would be uncomfortable. And I'm sure that that's the same for with you and with everyone mm -hmm. listening. Yeah. I mean, like just to start off, you know, as, as a guy, you know, if you, you just say, man, you know, you're hanging out with the buddies, you can't just go to your bro and, um, it's tough. Like, it's just like, you're afraid to get judged and you're like, yeah. you know, if with the boys kind of thing, you go and you're like, Hey man, you know, I'm feeling anxious or, um, you know, I'm struggling with this and depression or whatever. Like, bro, fuck it, bro. We'll get some drinks or something, or, you know, just smoke yeah. some weed or, um, you know, like we'll go crazy or like to forget about it. You know, um, it's kind of like, or sometimes you kind of like, it's considered as like a weakness, you know, it's like, Oh, you know, bro, it's all good, bro. Stop being a pussy or whatever. You know, that's, those are the kind of remarks yeah. you hear often. Yeah. And, and I have a couple friends that, uh, like you look at them, you can tell like they have something going on mm -hmm. and like, I've tried to like ease into it before be like, yo, are you okay, dude? Or cause one of my friends, he seemed like he was having a rough time last year and stuff, but like, even they won't really talk about it. And it's, it's hard to connect about that. Like mm -hmm. sometimes we're not like connecting on that wavelength because like it's super hard to talk about that kind of stuff with your friends. It is, it is. And um, especially with like, you know, there's a societal, um, I guess, expectation or also our, our own perception as men, like, oh, you know, I have to be masculine all the time. And a part of being masculine is me not, you know, showing my emotions or not expressing my, you know, mental health challenges. It's considered like, oh, you know what? I'm struggling with mental health. A lot of times people are like, you know, that's, um it's not masculine to have that so you know yeah you see a lot of people suppressing it and often not sharing it so yeah i mean yeah, um, to be masculine like you just have to like uh what do you have to do lift weights and be like no bro i don't have feelings man yeah just you know alpha <laughs> alpha mentality you know <laughs> um, it's like sleep two hours a year <laughs> yes yeah, I, I sent you that meme it was like um I was like, yeah, man, if you, if you want to be alpha, if you want to be successful, you got to work out three months a day. You got to, you got to <laughs> sleep on the ceiling. You got to sleep two hours a week, uh, you know? Yeah. But it's cool though, because people are like making fun of it now. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's, it's not really like, I don't think that's sustainable for anyone. Like, I don't think like Mark Cuban is like sleeping like two hours a day and I'm mm -hmm. working out seven hours a day. Yeah. So, yeah. It's just like toxic masculinity at some, at this point. Right. So I think it's, it's good to have that conversation. And um, I really want to talk about this topic with, you know, the entire Naomi Osaka thing that sparked up. And I'm like, man, you know, it's, it's about time we have this conversation on, on, on our trend talk series. And last month it was 
Mental Health Awareness Month, right, in May. So I thought it'd be it's a it's a great time to have this conversation. And uh, for people that don't know, what happened with Naomi Osaka was, um, well, essentially she was kind of on her way to win her fifth uh, Grand Slam title, um, but in the French Open. But um, you know she just refused to speak to the press, um, and she was fined for it. And there was a lot of backlash. And she just said, like, you know, um, it wasn't good for her mental health. And she just felt like it would aggra- aggravate her anxiety and depression and stuff like that. And she just didn't want to speak to press because, you know, there's it's not easy. Right. You're just putting yourself in the public light and not everyone wants to do that. So especially someone who might be going through some mental health challenges, it's their decision. But it was kind of like um, she was kind of made to feel bad about it. And she kind of withdrew from the entire tournament itself because, you know, she was being fined for essentially having mental health issues and not wanting to speak to press. Right. Um, and there's, there's a difference of opinion, right? Some people are like, you know, you must uh, speak to press or it's part of, you know, the athlete code or it's part of your job or something, whatever it is, but her job is to play tennis, right? That's what she's there to do. So, um, yeah, I completely, I completely understand, um, where she's coming from. And a lot of times, like, you know, when you put yourself out with these interviews, there's a lot of eyes on you. Right. And sometimes you just don't want these eyes on you. You just want to do your work. And um, and sometimes you do. But if you're going through a tough time, it's, you know, you, you just might yeah. not want people to people to, you know, just look at you or just think about you, whatever. You just want to deal with your own thing. Even I don't know what's going on ahead, but it's her. I think it's her choice. Right. It's kind of like yeah. um, there's a narrative with my body, my choice. And I think also mental health is a part of that where, you know, mental health should also be uh, considered in that conversation where it's like, you know what, my mind and if I'm not feeling well, uh, mentally, then I have the right to not engage in a certain activity. Yeah. And the press is like brutal about that kind of stuff. Like you watch like a hockey game or, or football or whatever, like at halftime, they're like talking to these people and they like the players, I don't think they really enjoy it that much. They're like, Hey, what do you think of the game? He's like, like, I'm just like going to go play the game. And like, they're actually like just trying to recover from their stuff and the press kind of like hassles them. And, and I think like, honestly, you could do sports without the press. Like, it's just kind of like, it's like milking the cow more. It's just adding to the press and, and they're going to like ask for like hard questions and stuff. And they try to like put you on your toes and stuff. And, and honestly, like I can see where she's coming from. And yeah, I- they just try to milk you for content. And even some of like most of the interviews are so predictable. It's just very basic. It's like, yeah, seems like you had a tough game out there. Like, yeah, man, I had a tough game. Like you can tell by the score, like just very generic questions. And I feel like at this point, it's just like, there's nothing, not much value sometimes comes out of it. It's just they just kind of milk it for themselves in terms of their content because it benefits them. And they're, you know, and it's sometimes it can be distracting for athletes too. You know, they just don't want to talk about it. They just don't want, they're not in the mood. You know, anyone who's that's like really necessary. It's like the UFC because that press is like part of like the fight because they like um, like urge each other to like like provoke each other and stuff. But other than that, I don't know if any other sport like it's like the press is not essential because like you're there to watch the game. Like if you're going to ask her like halfway through the game how it's going and stuff, like just wait a couple minutes and they'll be playing because she'll get in her head more and start overthinking it. And that's not mm-hmm. really that good. Yeah, no, I agree. And yeah, you know, Naomi Osaka, good for you for standing up for yourself. And I think it's about time, um, you know, we destigmatize mental health in sports. And there's a conversation that needs to be had about, you know, what's, um, 
you know, what rights do athletes have in terms of, you know, what opportunities do they have? And just having that option to not wanting to speak to press, I think that's something that she definitely deserves. And there's a lot of sponsors that have backed her as well. So good for her. And I think she's leading this um, revolution in, in sports mental health. Um, yeah. But going from there, you know, definitely want to talk about um, Men's Mental Health Day coming up on June 13th. Right. And um, I guess, Jane, I want to ask you, I guess, being a, being a male, being a, being a, do you, you know, actually, I shouldn't even identify because it's risky these days. You can't assume gender. So if you do identify as, as a male, if your, yeah. if your pronouns are he and him, then, um, yeah. you know, what's, um, I what do are your thoughts? Mind. Those are yeah. mine. Yeah. What are my thoughts on, on men's mental health? Mm. Uh, well, looking at the stats, um, it says like, so women are uh, way more impacted by mental health broadly. And then men are kind of more the extremes, it seems. And like, obviously I'm not like, uh, like into the stats and stuff. I didn't make these, but it seems like it says 75% of suicides are men and stuff like that. And then also, um, I believe, I don't know what it the stat is, but I believe there's a large more amount of like homeless men than women. So more of the extremes. And, uh, and I think it's really important to highlight this because if you get to a certain point, if you're like uh, doing pretty bad and you get to a certain point, it kind of spirals out of control. And, and it seems like it can be really hard to get out of it. Mm. Uh, yeah. Like, like if George you look at numbers, too. this book about being homeless and talking about mental health and, I was reading it and he just like, it was a spiral of him just going and being down bad and, and mm. it was super hard to get out of it. Yeah. And I think it's, if you, if you just look at the numbers, right, it's um, like mental health numbers issues are at the highest in every, you know, for everyone because of social media and especially right now with COVID and how it's aggravated a lot of mental health issues and also created a lot of mental health issues oh, yeah. for people, right. Working from home, um, not being able to see other family members, not being able to get outside, um, you know, being denied access to um, a lot of, you know, activities. For example, a lot of people, they love going to the gym, right? I have yeah. friends that, you know. And it, it helps you. Like going yeah. to the gym helps you so much. So much. Like not just physically, mentally. I know I have so many friends that for them, like going to the gym, it was like their escape from like, or I guess it was like their therapy, right? Going to the gym was their therapy for you know, mm -hmm. feeling good about themselves, taking care of their physical health, taking care of their mental health. And, um, you know, I, I think it's, it's brought on a lot of challenges. So first thing I'd like to say is honestly, like if anyone out there is struggling with anxiety or um, any sort of mental health issues, or maybe they're just feeling like changed, feeling more antisocial or whatever it is, if, if you are dealing with any mental health issues, like don't think that, you know, it's just you because sometimes social media can portray things as, oh, you know what? Everyone else seems so happy and everyone else is oh, you know, handling COVID so well and people are thriving and I'm the only one who's suffering. Like, that's not true at all. Everyone is right now more than ever just suffering in, in some way or another, right? Some people have had loss. Some people have lost jobs. Some people have um, gone through COVID and the, the, you know, the, the challenges that it puts on your body. Um, you know, some people are not able to, take care of their physical health. Some people are stuck at home because they're working from home. So um, yeah, you know, don't feel like you're alone. 
Um, and, you know, just acknowledging that fact that, you know, you're not, you're not struggling by yourself. A lot of other people are struggling too. I think that can be a great starting point. Yeah. And like, uh, so I wanted to say like a couple times I, I felt kind of like down bad this year and just like situational things just for like a week or two at a time. I was in a rut and like, honestly, like, uh, during COVID, like no one actually did anything fun. Like everyone's just like school work, go to sleep, do that every single day for 365 days a year. And that like really adds on to, and uh, like adds weight onto you. It's just like not having any fun, not seeing any of your friends. And recently I've been seeing like the city more alive. Like they're, the fields are full with people just outside, like throwing a ball, doing this and that. Everyone's smiling. And I think it's it's so important that everyone makes sure that they get to like see their friends and actually have some fun and actually try to like have something new. Like having fun is something new to us now. And mm. I think that's super important. And I think that's amazing that that people are out there and people are seeing each other again and people are smiling and it's sunny. And, and I think that's really important to embrace that. Yeah. Yeah. I, I agree with you. I think uh, last few months with online school and working from home, I, I mean, it's just like your screen is like just everything involves a screen now, right? Either you're before, at least like you would go to work and sometimes you get the opportunity to socialize or talk to people and get out. And yeah, like you said, with summer, it's like a lot of people start getting outside. So um, it's good to see, you know, people are getting out, having conversations. Like recovery too, at the same time. It is, it is recovery. And I'll, sh like, I'll share an experience of mine with COVID. It's like, you know, I like to identify as someone who's very extroverted and sociable, right? But being, I guess, antisocial and at home for so long, that kind of felt more normal to me than going outside and socializing. And, you know, now that I'm trying to force myself to get outside and socialize, it feels a little bit awkward uh, even to say oh, yeah. anything. You're just like, you know, you see so many people and you just feel like a little bit of social anxiety because you're just not used to it anymore. Right. And yeah. and if like, I was thinking about it, I'm like, you know what, I like, guess it's just so weird that, um, you know, being alone by, at home by myself seemed so weird for me before. And now that's become my norm. And what used to seem normal with going out and socializing with people, that seems like a little bit weird now. So like, has COVID really changed us permanently in terms of you know just psychology and how yeah. we interact in social situations or just our social behaviors yeah i i was feeling that too and uh but also recently like i've been trying to push past that and i found that i have more of an appreciation for other people and, and i've been able to connect better individually with people and like actually take time like actually take time to listen to them and actually like care for what they have to say because like before this you you can't argue that everyone was rushing around everyone's like i need to make my own money and supply for myself and everyone's like thinking about themselves right and mm -hmm. so if you can take time and actually like listen to other people listen what they have to say and like care about them and i think that's awesome and i feel like i have a new appreciation for that and appreciation for other people like no matter who they are really yeah i agree and um you just start you don't take social um, I guess social, what do you say, like just engagement as for granted, right? You start becoming yeah. more grateful when you get an opportunity to see your friends, right? Because it means more to you. And I think throughout COVID, you know, it's also been a learning experience for a lot of people, right? With innovating on how they socialize, because at some point, you know, 
um, for a lot of, like, you just can't, you know, what are you going to do? You're going to be used to sit at home all day and just not do anything. Like people are, you know, being forced to adapt. And like, for example, you know, a lot of, I would never thought like I'm doing movie nights and stuff with some of my friends, right. Just virtually on yeah, like, just cool. like cool. watching movies together, like on the, on, on movies and stuff. And people are doing yeah. virtual dates and, um, you know, games virtually, whatever. So it's like, um, you know, a lot of, a lot of people have kind of adapted on how they're going to socialize. Um, yeah. And, and for me, gaming has been one of the biggest things, you know, just playing, just hopping on the game, hot games with the boys. Right. And yeah. a lot of times that like, you're like, Oh, you know, don't spend, don't waste your time gaming or whatever. Like, yeah, if you're ex gaming excessive hours, but I also think for me personally, gaming has become like a, a bit of a social outlet because you know, yeah. you, get, you hop on and of course you're playing video games, but at the same time, you just get to chat with your friends. And, um, for me, it's like a great way to socialize. It's like a, and gaming is like a social lubricant essentially because yeah. everything is closed. Right. So how are you going to talk to friends and stuff like that? So, you know, they, all the boys hop on parties and stuff and you're running Warzone or I, I play FIFA. So it's like, you know, it's, it's a great way to socialize. And I think, you know, um, video games for me, I think has been great as, as a guy. Yeah. That's always what it was like for me, like as a kid and me and my friends did that this year when like everything was locked down. But now all of us are like working and stuff. But mm -hmm. um, but yeah, like I got to see my friends. Like I see them every like one or two weeks. I see some people and like, man, like after a whole year of not seeing my friends, like like seeing my friends the one time, like the first time, like we all like meet up and it was like the highlight of my year. Like we went like mm -hmm. screwing and, and do this and shoot some fireworks like it was just so much fun and i think yeah you just got to make sure you see your friends yeah no it becomes such a valuable experience when you like you just it means a lot more right yeah so much more and um you know and and i think sometimes some things can be for the better you know like I, in the past i i used to struggle a lot with anxiety and you know when i when i struggled to a really severe point it really pushed me to um you know uh try out um, meditation and journaling and all these different resources oh, yeah, but yeah. sometimes like the worst problems can also force you to um, grow and also yeah, force you to yeah. change right like if I never like even now like on a day-to-day -day basis I like to journal I like to meditate I make sure that I'm taking care of my mental health and I don't, I don't think I would have done that if I never really was put in that situation to yeah. where I'm being challenged by my mental health with anxiety yeah. and other challenges. So I think even with COVID, I think a lot of people have taken upon meditation, taken upon, you know, getting outside and fitness and a lot of things because they've been, it's been like a wake up call for people where their mental health hasn't been put to a test and they've been forced to really take care of their mental health and find, you know, innovative ways to, to just make themselves happy. Yeah. Like, like you kind of start to adapt when you feel like pain points is what mm. Ray Dalio says in his book, like principles. But um, yeah, I've, I've learned that. And then you kind of go through stuff and you troubleshoot it. And then you like end up learning stuff about yourself while you're trying to adapt. Like, like at one point I was like, man, I, all I see is like my family and, and I, and I don't see anyone else. And so I was like, man, I need to see some new people. So I'm like, man, I'm going to like find a girlfriend. So I like go and look. And then after like hanging out with a few, I'm like, this isn't like, that's not going to fix all my problems. Like, mm. like, and 
and I'll hanging out with my friends is fun too, but, but that doesn't fix every, every problem either. Mm. And so you kind of learn, like, it's kind of a balance of so many different things too. And you kind of learn more about yourself. Like I need to see, I need to see people this much a week. Like I need to see people and have social time and I need to have time to myself because sometimes you need time to yourself, right? Cause it can be just as bad if all you do is only talk to people and then you yeah. kind of learn uh, your, your balance and you learn more about yourself. Mm, yeah. I think a lot of growth also has, like you said, it has to be self-directed as well. You know, you can't just rely on other people to, you know, fix you in a way you have yeah. at the end of the day, you know, you are living with yourself. So you have to take care of yourself. No one can be looking after you 24 hours. It's just not how it can work. But of course, I think social health is also a thing. And um, I think in the last few months, I'm also trying to make an effort to be more empathetic. You know, um, I remember like a few months ago, my brother told me this and it kind of stuck with me where he says, you know, like everyone is kind of being challenged by COVID in one way or another, every single person. Right. Yes. So, um, you know, it's it's important that we're all empathetic because everyone is going through their own individual battles. So it's so important that we're being uh, empathetic, not judging each other, um, being supportive, um, checking in on each other, seeing how we how we are doing, right? Checking on your friends, how their mental health is, um, and yeah, I think now more than ever, it's so important to have that empathetic approach, that approach of support, that approach of um, just reaching out. You know, you know, let's say, like, for example, sometimes I just feel down, and you know, I'm like, and I, I think to myself, you know, would it be so nice if one of my friends just reached out to me? So yeah. I try to do the same for some of my other friends and they appreciate it. So, yeah, you know, you guys just, yeah, just uh, try to look out for each other, be empathetic, try not to judge each other. We're all going through some challenge or another um, individually. Yeah. It's also like intimidating to reach out to people like that. Mm. Like, oh, what are they going to think if I ask if they're okay? Right? I mean, you don't lose anything, right? It's like you show love. Yeah. Love is love, right? And you, you know, what's the worst that can happen if you check on a friend you know, let's say if I hit you up, you know, hey, Jaden, man, I hope everything's going well. Uh, you're, 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 um, I hope you're feeling good and stuff. I hope everything is good with the family and with your mental health. What's someone going to say, right? They're not going to be like, man, why did you ask about my health and wishing me well or something? <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, so, you know, I'm okay all the time, man. You know <laughs> that I have no problem. Bro, what man, do you I still got to check. I'm going to be sad, bro. I'm not going to be sad, man. I'm out here. I'm posted. I'm <laughs> running through the six with my woes, man. Why would you ask about my mental health? Is that, that's me, bro. That's me. <laughs> I do my six with my woes, but yeah, I mean, uh, you're, you're, uh, you're, bro, you're, you're living my best life. I'm on a private jet with a Louis Vuitton bag, bro. <laughs> man. Bro, Instagram, bro. My life is perfect. Exactly. That's how, that's how it can look sometimes. Like, uh, <laughs> that's, that's exactly how it is. It is. That's yeah. how people think. It is. And uh, I think social media kind of aggravates. Um, so it's also like important that we limit our time of social media use too. I think that's one of the other things that's helped me is. Um, that's so bad for you. Yeah. And I think that's like a whole conversation on its own, to be honest. But um, another fact I want to share is, you know, you know, staff from Americans, you know, 52 million of Americans suffer from mental illnesses, but only 44% receive any type of treatment. So one out of two people really address their mental health challenges. Um, and I think that says a lot as well with how much acknowledgement there is. And that's what I like to tell people, you know, there's, there's steps to change, right? And, and the first step to change is acknowledgement. 
if you're not aware of something and if you're not willing to acknowledge it, then you can't even change it. So for some people that are already ready to accept that, you know, I'm going through some mental health challenges and it's not a weakness, you know, never, never yeah. consider it like that. It's um, uh, I go through mental health challenges every single day. Right. So it's, it's not, it's not a weakness. It's just, you're being forced to grow. You're being forced to work on yourself and we're all being put to a test, a challenge right now. Um, and yeah, just, just acknowledging it is the biggest important thing. And from there, that's the journey towards change. Right. Um, yeah. and, and I think, I think everyone has like, or not everyone, but so many people I've seen a counselor or a therapist, whether you have mental health or not. And I think like, like anyone should just do it because it's like cool to vent to people because everyone kind of needs to vent something. Mm. And that's kind of what you do is you just like pay someone to vent to them. And, and usually it's just in like your benefits with your work or whatever, if you have that. And, yeah. uh, and yeah, I don't think that should be stigmatized either. Cause everyone, like so many people do it, like whatever. Yeah. Just I mean, there, there's so many, there's so many sources, man. Like you can seek help like that professionally. You can, you know, you can see a psychiatrist, you can see, um, you know, you can just you can even just you. vent to your friends. Huh? You can see you people can go up to you exactly i'm a life coach that's like and i guess it's it's kind of worked in my favor where i'm getting more clients now and it's giving me an opportunity to help more people but that's what i'm that's what i see you know that's the pattern that i'm seeing with a lot of people like there's more acknowledgement of mental health issues and a lot of people are willing to accept that and it always brings me joy that you know someone is willing to work on themselves and develop themselves and um you know is ready to make a change and that's all you need that's literally all you need you know, just, just that will to make a change and to start somewhere. Right. Um, that's, that's all you need. That's, that's, that's the starting point. So, yeah, I mean, there's so many resources for help. You can see life coaches, you can see psychologists, you can see therapists, you can talk to your friend, you can take up new activities like journaling or meditation. If you're religious, you know, I know for a lot of people praying helps so much, um, you know, just re religious activities. Yeah. Or talk to the guy at like, at the water cooler at work. <laughs> exactly. And I've been feeling so sad lately. Exactly. You just like vent to him. <laughs> exactly. That's literally what it is. Like just talking to people, man. And um, yeah. I just, feel like people are more supportive about that anyways. Like you could honestly actually just do that. <laughs> yeah. And even now, like you look at the workplaces, like for example, like I work at CABC and you know, they have so many resources for mental health now. And there's a lot of organizations are also supportive. So even check with your workplace, like if you have benefits like that. Um, and I think, yeah, I just think there's so many resources um, out there. Um, yeah, just, just try them out, you know, you have nothing to lose. Yeah. Yeah. And, and the way that we live, it like, in this book I was reading that how we like live in all these cities crammed with people. It's like super unnatural. Like one time, like a year ago. So I was like stressed out. Cause I don't know why I was stressed out. Maybe it was cause COVID just started, but like one person honked at me in traffic. And that was like the final straw. Like I like, like almost like, like crashed. I not like, but after that, I, I was like so stressed that I like stopped paying attention to what I was doing. Mm. And because one person honked at me and, and it was like aggressive and then it just piled on to me just because everyone's living so cramped and there's like mm. everything going on everywhere. And everyone it, is so frustrated and they're, they're, they don't know where to take it out. Right. So 
Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and you get frustrated too. So people are yeah. transferring the frustration to someone else. And, but you can see how that's like not natural for, for human beings. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. Um, yeah. And, and, you know, before we do close the podcast, I do want to, another thing I want to just bring up is also, you know, Father's Day coming up. Um, and I think it's so important that we kind of spend time with family. Um, checking yeah, you know what their daddy. Yeah. <laughs> Jaden, man, come on, bro! It's Father's Day. I, I only have one daddy, and you know who that is, Daddy DePeel. That's you know, no, but uh, on a serious note, you for sure, like you know, guys, spend time with your fathers, and um, you know, just surprising them with you know just a visit or a gift or just you know just beers with your with your dad, right? Um, I think for for family members, it means a lot. Um. You know, I know I, I live away from home. So when I visit my family, I know my dad really appreciates it. So um, stuff like that, even just sending gifts, if you're not, if you're, if you're far away, little gestures, I think go a long way. So yeah, with, um, yeah. After I'm not a father or anything, but I assume that it feels pretty good to get a present. For your father dad, figure. Right. Your offspring gives you a present. <laughs> <laughs> your father figure. No you're <laughs> <laughs> anyhow um yeah, yeah like give, your, give your dad like the give your dad the new little baby album or something and he'll be so happy you jam out together that's what it is <laughs> on, on june 13 men's mental health day you and your dad just jam out to listen, the listen listen to uh suge by the baby with your dad <laughs> you just love the baby huh this guy is just going <laughs> off today on the baby memes <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> I knew it. I knew he was gonna do that. Um, but yeah, guys, that's that's it for episode today. Um, thanks for thanks for watching, and um, yeah, it was, it was great talking about uh, mental health issues, and um, you know, it's just it's putting a word out there for men, men's mental health day coming up, and yeah, um, yes, yeah, something that I, I really strongly uh, I'm a huge advocate for. Um, and Jaden, I don't. Uh, what are your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, like sometimes you just gotta unplug, take a break, take some time off work, and just kind of take some time for yourself. Go for a walk. Yeah. Go for a run. Do something that you enjoy. Yeah. Yeah. That's, a puzzle sometimes or something. it can be just that simple. Yeah. And go for a trip soon. That is going to be awesome when people can go for trips. Traveling. And and yeah. Talk to your loved ones. Talk to your friends. Mm. Listen to the baby. <laughs> listen to the baby. Okay, guys. <laughs> Thanks again for watching. This is Game Changers Podcast. This is your host, Harsh and Jaden, signing off. And uh, we'll see you guys on the next one. Peace. See you guys.